This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. You don't have to go home, but you can't leave here. This week on the Story Song Podcast. I hear the tale of love is glory. Three friends who took it victorial. All the songs that tell a story. It's the Story Song Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode, we walk you through the wonderful world of a story song. And this episode, we are starting a new mini-series that I am very excited about. Mm -hmm. And we are calling it The Summer of Symbolism. (laughs) All throughout the summer, we're going to be talking about songs that are story songs, but the songs, and we can debate this, for the most part, are not meant to be taken literally. Maybe they're, they're metaphorical, they're allegories, whatever you know, word you want to use from English class. And if you're kind of like, I don't understand what you're talking about, Dan. Well, we're, we're starting with a biggie, and it's Hotel California mm-hmm. by Eagles. Possibly the biggest one of all. We're really, yes. we're starting the summer off strong, people. And one thing I'm definitely hoping for this episode is, you know, obviously we've all heard this song a million times, right? And I'm wondering if my interpretation of this song is this going to be the same as your guys's uh-huh. interpretation of the song if that makes sense cuz i'm always fascinated when like we're all listening to the same song and like do we have three separate ideas yeah. running through our separate heads all thinking that we're everyone else must be thinking the same thing of course i love those realization moments what i think would be great is if we did this whole setup for the summer of symbolism mm-hmm. and it turns out like we get to the end of the song and it's like, oh, this is this is just a hotel. Oh, okay. And <laughs> like the ice maker's broken and he wrote a song. Right. <laughs> yeah. He was just really upset uh, that they didn't have any like Clark's bars in the vending machine. <laughs> the mini bar is a scam. Um... <laughs> Six fifty for peanuts. <laughs> he was so upset how expensive macadamias were. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to write a song about this. I'm not even writing a review. I'm writing a song. Yeah, this, this was an early Yelp review. They, back then, you, you had to write an entire... You had, first of all, you had to become a rock star 
that was the whole reason they formed this band uh was you had to become a rock star then record a song and get it on the radio that was the only way you could publicly complain about a stay at a restaurant or hotel that's right guys the song look. is called hotel california open parentheses i'd like to speak to your manager close parentheses. <laughs> exactly. look maybe it seems old-fashioned but guys the system worked okay that's the only <laughs> thing i'm gonna say their message got across so you know you could say oh people in the old times they didn't know what they were doing they didn't have smartphones but you know he eventually 19 years later got his refund so i <laughs> <Yeah>. mean <laughs> who's laughing now exactly uh, they sent a coupon for a free trip to the salad bar, so Don Henley's doing pretty great. I'm going to do my best to tell you the story of this story song, all right? Mm. So it is a symbolic story uh, about a man who is lured down a dark path towards a shimmering light. When he mm. gets there, a woman leads him down a corridor into the Hotel California. This is a place of luxury but also there are strong hints that uh, something is not quite right and the people there are, uh, are not happy and that they are perhaps trapped, perhaps of their own device. We, uh, the story ends on an ambiguous note when the man attempts to escape but is told by the nightman that he can check out anytime he likes but he can never leave. And then there is what in most songs would be an ill-advised two-minute guitar solo at the end of the song but in this case totally works in most songs i'd be like well this is self-indulgent but in this song i'm going down the highway just doing fake guitar noodling um while i desperately try to not crash my car and grab my wheel at the, at the last possible second while i'm noodling on a on a fake guitar on a What's a Kalita? Okay. Thank I'm you. I'm glad you asked that. I'm glad yep. you asked that. So there is no plant called a Kalita. I looked this up. Okay. Kalita is Spanish for little tail. It is actually the female form of little tail. Okay. And over the years, band members have claimed it's a plant in the desert that blooms at night. Uh, but that is not true. Okay. Liars. Does not think. <laughs> <laughs> so according to Wiktionary... Mm-hmm. There are two entries for colita, a slang term in, in Hispanic culture meaning the buttocks. Okay. And a slang term in Mexico for the buds of the cannabis plant. Okay. All right. I so that see. seems to be what it means. Now, okay. I did not know that. They're talking about okay. butts. <laughs> <laughs> The so eagles this song, and their butts. Everybody, this song is about smelly butts. <laughs> the warm smell of butts going down a desert highway. <laughs> if you take out the beautiful symbolism, it's just a <laughs> song written by a five-year-old. <laughs> I'm driving in a car and I smell butts. <laughs> butts, butts, butts. In fact, I believe my four-year-old son did write a song. <laughs> Very similar to that, and sang it to us at breakfast not too long ago. (laughs) So this does seem to be a reference to marijuana. Mm. I wonder, this would be my interpretation, 
and I wonder if they meant this, that, so he's smelling um, marijuana smoke, mm-hmm. right? But is that a metaphor for it's sort of a gateway drug? Like he's going into, he's going to go into the Hotel California where presumably they're doing much harder drugs. So is he sure. beginning there before out on the highway before he gets to the titular Hotel California? It, Does I that mean, make sense? maybe. And the, and it's guiding him. Yeah, it's, it's guiding but, him towards the Hotel California. Is this written by a conservative think tank? What is happening? Well, I don't, it's, you know, it's, uh, maybe it's more of a bell curve thing. Cause I think it's definitely kind of more of a, a, man, I don't want to say lefty, but basically they're like, look, American consumerism is bad. That's what the song is about. Everybody that, that American capitalism and consumerism and hedonism is all bad. And that's, that's what the song is about. I don't know if, if anyone was surprised, if anyone honestly thought the song was about a hotel, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to, to yeah, take that away from you. That'd be crazy. So sort of what Michael had alluded to uh, before. Look, I'm not going to tell anyone what opinion they should have or what song they should write. But from what I understand about um, the members of the Eagles and what they were doing, especially at the time of this song, for them to complain about consumerism and hedonism <laughs> is uh, a little rich. Let's, <laughs> let's just say that. Maybe perhaps they were the worst offenders for this sort of thing, for them to be like, you know, some people, uh, they spend a lot of money and do uh, drugs. Isn't that bad, everybody? I mean, this is a little bit like Jim Carrey giving a speech about subtle acting. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's just, it's a little, you know, the messenger maybe isn't the best. That's all I'm trying to say. So anyway, so warm smell of colitis rising up today. By the way, I also want to say, I knew it was the word colitis, but sort of every time in my mind, it went to the word pina colata. So I was always, I was always sort of imagining. Always. Warm pina colada. Uh, just yeah, or just the smell of sunscreen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just that really that fake pina colada oh, sunscreen smell was what was wafting through his nostrils mm-hmm. as he's going down the desert highway. Like a melted mixed blender drink. <laughs> Maybe it does smell like pina coladas, and he's just like, you know what, guys, I'm driving down the highway, and it just it smells like summer. It you know, smells, right? It smells yeah, like you know, vacation. It's I feel great. Like I'm going to the. I feel like I'm on the way to the beach, you guys. Yeah. This is going to be the best day. Let's go to the hotel. <laughs> do, do you think he does spell pina colada, but he's like one of those guys who makes up words for things? <laughs> yeah. Gonna get me a colita colada. He's like, I'm totes drinking a colita. And it's like, that's not, it's two made up words. Oh, <laughs> Come on, stop man. doing that. I can barely understand what you're talking about half the time. No, you know, that's how like the cool guys say it. We say you colitas. Know. Right. After this, I'm going to have a strawberries daqui. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that it's a shimmering light mm-hmm. because it's like a mirage. Sure. Right? It's like it's like something that maybe it's not really there or it's or it's like an illusion that he's that he's heading towards. Some some great thing that he thinks is going to fix all his problems and make his life great. And he's gotta stop there for the night. But in fact it doesn't 
it doesn't really exist. It's just yeah. It's just shadows on a screen, mm. you know. I thought it was the blinking lights of a Christmas tree, but that clears up a lot for me. It could be. Mm. I mean, it could be. This is. It could be, Michael. Not a Christmas song. Is that what we're saying? Everything's a Christmas (laughs) song if you try hard enough, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he. So what he does is he he gets to Santa's workshop. (laughs) He meets Mrs. Claus, who's going to bring him down a corridor, up on the rooftop of the Hotel California. Click, click, click. There's a beast up there that we're going we're gonna to stab with our silly knives. Don't do it at Santa. <laughs> oh, Santa, what have we done? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I was so high, Santa. I didn't mean to stab you. Anyway, Merry Christmas, Jesus. everybody. All right. So there she stood in the doorway. I heard the mission bell. And I was thinking to myself, this could be heaven or this could be hell. Well, we got 50-50. <laughs> that's the kind of thing you should probably find out beforehand like real quick question is this heaven is this hell i wouldn't need to know before i get back in the car yeah it would just help to know i mean if if it's really truly a coin flip maybe do a little bit of research before you actually walk in. that's all i'm saying do you guys have any brochures <laughs> do you have a mailer say, yeah do you have one of those? Do you have one of those racks at the front that has like the <laughs> local attractions? I want to see if there's like a like like an inferno or like a harp mm-hmm. concert. Do you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I want to know what's what's happening around here and sort of make mm-hmm. my own guess as to where I am. Visit beautiful hell. Wish you were here. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, does that mean whether it, does that mean you are in hell or does it mean you're gonna go vacation in hell? <laughs> Okay, this brochure turned out to not be that helpful. I did take it back. Yeah. House Caverns. Oh, every place has House Caverns. <laughs> wow. These brochures are symbolism, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be sure to dine in beautiful Hell's Kitchen. Well, that's that's something yeah, that's something well, now, different. Yeah, I don't know what that's to do now. That's another thing. Okay, this has made it even more confusing, if that's possible. <laughs> so she stood in the doorway. I heard the mission bell. Now, here's my first question. For uh, interpretation here. Yeah. Is the mission bell, is that luring him in? Or is that mission bell trying to warn him away from this place? Oh, interesting. Does that make sense? I, I thought a third thing. Oh, okay. I thought maybe the mission bell was announcing to everyone else that there's a newbie. That there's uh, someone else there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so like when he opens the door, there's like a bell on top, yeah. and it and just it's happens like to be a mission bell. Yeah, right. That's just, why a mission bell, though. Oh, I mean, I'm just fits the song. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, I wasn't. I didn't think you would have. It an sounds good answer. in the song. I was just sort of wondering if that was supposed to be like religion, being like, "No, come away from this place. Come back. Come back to, you know. Yeah. I don't know. See, I just thought like a mission bell sort of gives the impression that it would be like this sort of like loud kind of ominous sounding bell. It's not ringing frequently. It's just like a. Oh, that's actually a good point. I thought it was there just to set like an ominous tone. Mm. Well, or, or it's like a, for whom the bell to- tolls, right? Where they would, they would ring the bells in the mission when someone died, like for a funeral. Oh. So maybe it's almost like a, like an ominous 
symbol or a warning of like, this is the bells that will play at your funeral if you if you go into this place. Yikes. Or like Dan, to your hmm. point, like I just thought it was like an ominous tone. Yeah. Just to, to sort of set the, the scene within the song and, and within the, the setting. But what if he's wondering if this is heaven or if this is hell? What if what if he what if he's dead? I mean I Did you say that? No, that's my thought. Okay. What if this is, he's not sure, he knows that he has crossed over, he just doesn't know right, right, where right. he has gone. I, I, that's, I mean, we'll get into it, but I, I almost think that it's, it's I, I, I always thought of it as almost purgatory. Like, he's trying to make his way through and figure out, like, and it's pulling mm-hmm. him one way or the other. He, his, he's being, he's, uh, the scales are being weighed at this moment for him. Okay. All right. I mean, I think that if you ask the songwriters, they may say something like his soul has died, potentially. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it's literally like he's literally dead. You know what I mean? I mean, say literally in a song that's clearly metaphorical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is rock. Pulling away, but I'm saying like, pulling away from our summer theme here, Daniel. <laughs> but I'm saying, I think this, but again, I mean, and we'll get to this in the second half, but the, they do talk about how this song is about consumerism right. and, right. you know, being sort of like living living a life that's, you know, more, more interested in, yeah, indulgent, hedonistic, yeah. materialistic, et cetera. So, um, and how easy that is to fall into, certainly in California, a.k.a. Los Angeles, a.k.a. you're a big rock star, and the world is <laughs> yeah. your oyster, and you can literally do anything you want, and no one can That's say no. Right. Uh, and so it's very easy to get yourself in trouble yeah. by doing that. But, but also it's tough because I'm sure it's I'm sure it's super fun. This place could well, be heaven, or it could be hell. That's the thing. That's the thing, right? It could be both at the yeah. same time. Exactly. So then she lit up a candle, and she showed me the way. There were voices down the corridor. I thought I heard them say. I just, before I get to that, I just want to talk about this lady. Mm-hmm. Now, I think originally the first time I heard this song, I assumed that it was like a beautiful woman that was sort of luring him into this trap, uh-huh. right? But I actually, now I'm sort of wondering, it might still be his entryway, but I'm actually wondering if this is like, um, how do I, how do I Frau Blucher? Like an, <laughs> from, well, like an older woman. Yeah, Frau Blucher from, uh, from Young Frankenstein. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, like, an older woman who, who has been in this life for a long time, um, if that makes sense. So, like, um, and someone who has sort of been chewed up by this life but can't get out of it. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll, when we get later on, I'll explain why. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think this is, like, a romantic interest for him. In my opinion. Y- yeah. You're, who this you're seeing it as she's, she's a... Um... She's a reflection of what happens when you stay at Hotel California for too long. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or you ever enter it in the first place because not to spoil the ending, but, um, you know, you can check out anytime you like, but. Oh, good. You can never leave. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I didn't hear the sorry, end of that I was, part. I was miles away Great. from. Uh, sorry. I just heard that first part and I just left. 
Great, because most hotels check out at 11. So if I can check out any time I want, that's really he helpful. He walks out the door, the guy's like, wait, I, I wasn't finished. Um, <laughs> uh, you can try to tell you what, but you can never leave. I'm sorry, what was that What was that second part? You kind of mumbled. Uh, um, um, uh, breakfast is at served from 7 to 9. I, th- I feel like you said you something before that, though. But. No? No, I said uh, the the printer's in the office, and uh, you can um, Check out our business so. center. You can never leave. <laughs> so uh so she left the candle to show me the way there are voices on the corridor i thought i heard them say welcome to the hotel california such a lovely place such a lovely place such a lovely face plenty of room at the hotel california any time of year you can find it here mm-hmm. um so first of all i love the plenty of room there's always room for one more sure. at the Hotel California. This is, um, but uh, mm-hmm. and in the center of it all is the Hotel California. This is like the yeah. Milford <laughs> Plaza, right? This is all. That's all I'm thinking. That's mm-hmm. all I'm thinking. It's in the center of it all is the Milford <laughs> Plaza. Uh, <laughs> if the Milford Plaza was in the middle of the desert and uh, uh-huh. yes, only randomly showed it. It's it, this is the Brigadoon of hotels <laughs> yeah yeah that's great yeah, yeah yeah it's called the hotel california so the name of the hotel is hotel california not california hotel yeah, yeah. it's hotel california and it's the hotel california this is not a chain this is like a one oh of course it's place. not a chain this is yeah you know you you gotta you have to be at the hotel california yeah, no one's saying which one. The one in the desert or the one in the other desert? So there's plenty of room at the Hotel California. Any time of year, you can find it here. What is the it? I think there's two possibilities. I think the it could be referring to the hotel. Like, any time of year, you can find the hotel mm. here. Oh, okay. Got it. You don't... Okay. It's not Brigadoon. It's, it's always here. <laughs> and two, always open to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's always it's always taking in new guests. Right. Right. Two, I think the it is anything you want. Like mm. whatever you're looking for, right. you can find it here at any yeah. time of exactly. year. So if what you're looking for is like a pumpkin spice latte, you don't yeah. have to wait yep. until October. You that's can right. get it in the middle of March. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually really cool. And I think we should go to the Hotel California. That's great. You want strawberries mm-hmm. when they're not in season? You go to the Hotel California. Yeah. Valentine's Day candy in August? We got it, baby. <laughs> you, Don't worry about that. It's not no great. No problem. It is not good no, candy. No, no. No, no, it's, it's not I great. Mean, first of all, well, it's it, the chocolate is stale, and otherwise we just have those like really chocolatey hearts. Uh-huh. That's, base. That's it. But if you want them, and, 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 and to be clear, I've, I've worked here for 50 years, and no one ever has, but <laughs> if you do, they are here for you. If you yeah. want, it. and listen, so, you can eat them or you can crush them up and snort them. However you want to do it, I don't you, care. Whatever, whatever you want to do. do, it's the Hotel California. That's how we do it here. We always say Hotel California. We have terrible candy. <laughs> now I want to say I'm pretty proud. We've had our own made up. This one says I love your Kalita right here on this heart. <laughs> yeah, and we're pretty proud. We're of happy this. So with this. This is exclusive to the Hotel California. So I mean, we already talked about this, plenty of room. Because not only are they always welcoming in new people, but, you know, presumably old people are 
the 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 people at the end of their journey are being yeah. not shown the door because your Nick can never leave, but they're 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 making room for new people constantly yeah. um, here at the Hotel California. So, yeah, they're just always under construction. They're adding another wing constantly. Yeah. They've got a great prospectus. The year over year um, return for the Hotel California is so great. You know, mm. the mm. the repeat customers they have, they don't because nobody leaves. <laughs> so it's that's tough. So, but but I mean, they keep on spending. You know, you know. Sure. I mean, if I can, if I can put in just a tiny little bit of my real life into this. Customer retention is at a hundred percent, guys, and we are really proud. It's real great. I mean, do you do you know what I would kill for the for the customer retention that the Hotel California has? So great. I mean, my God, it's incredible. So great. It's inc- my my numbers will be off the yeah. chart. Now, is it if five, I could, is if it, I could literally yeah. say to my clients, "You can never yeah. leave us. You have to stay <laughs> with us forever." Do you guys just keep adding rooms, or no? We just invest in right. a lot of cots, so you're gonna be yeah. you're gonna be sharing a room. With like mm. five thousand people, but yeah, you'll got, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. we got one one of those three level bunks in every room, so mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's a lot of Murphy beds and just a lot of hijinks. <laughs> it's so them. great. It's so it's really great. Good. It's yeah, really good. It's, fun. it's they they got it's to fun. a certain we, point and now they're just called the Hostel California. It's like this is just a bunch of like backpacking tourists at this point, but. Just shove them all into a dorm and they'll come in and pay it. <laughs> Look, if anybody asks you to play hide and seek, here's a little pointer. Just check the Murphy beds. Someone's always hiding <laughs> in the Murphy beds. You know, guys, we have fun here. We really do. It's a good time. You're never going to want to leave. <laughs> but also to be clear, you, you, can, you cannot. physically impossible. Even if you do. I mean, you, yeah, you won't want to, but if, even if you do, you can't. You literally can't leave. <laughs> One of the things I do love about the chorus is that it almost has the sense of like I don't know I, I it always feels like kind of like a the the haunted mansion at Disney World where it's uh-huh. it's mm. like a ghost chorus and this ghost lady who's leading him to to his room and as as she's leading him down the hallway like all these other ghosts who can never leave stick their heads out of the door and they sing this yep. to him and it's right. like do we do you do this every time someone comes? We yeah. have to. Yeah. We have to sing this. And they like reach towards him. That's why yeah. they're like such a right. lovely face. Like, oh, he's all new. Yeah. He's new now. He's got a <laughs> lovely face now. He's also, they're not walking to his room. They're in like a little roller coaster car on a conveyor yeah. belt. And they turn left to right, depending on who's singing to them. Yeah. Yeah. This Wait, might this just is be the haunted, the haunted mansion. mansion. Yeah. <laughs> the dark desert highway? That might just be Thunder Mountain. He's at Disney World. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guys, I think he's at Disney. Yeah, I think we, yeah, we got it. it. We saw uh, it. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. Well, no, 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 no. Disneyland. Disneyland. He's <laughs> Disneyland in California. Yes. That's oh, that makes is. sense. That makes much more sense. Yep. Okay. It makes a lot more sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we solved it. And early, yeah. too. This is great.
Her mind is Tiffany twisted. She got the Mercedes Benz. She got a lot of pretty, pretty boys that she calls friends. Thoughts? Had no idea it said Tiffany twisted. I always thought he he said her mind is definitely definitely twisted. twisted. That's what but I thought. But in a it was. weird, but in a weird way, because there's not enough vowel. I mean, there's not enough uh, syllables. Always I mean. thought it was that. So I, I always thought it was her mind is definitely. But he said in a weird way, her mind is definitely twisted. Yeah. So yeah, found out, found out uh, just recently that her <laughs> mind is Tiffany. Twisted. That makes Tiffany sense. Twisted. With what we yeah, know yeah. about sort of what the symbolism of it is, that makes sense. So it's right. twisted by the need to have the jewels and the, the best of, of things like Tiffany. So it's sort of right. twisted by the idea that she has to have these things. You know what she's saying? She's saying, come and trim my Christmas tree with some decorations bought at Tiffany. That's right. Right. Exactly. Santa baby. Well, that's, thank you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Christmas song. So this is sort of why I was saying, I'm imagining her as an older, rich lady. Because her mind is Tiffany twisted. She got the Mercedes Benz. That obviously a young person could have a Mercedes Benz, but that feels like an older person's car to me. And then she has a lot of pretty, pretty boys that she yeah. calls friends. So now, you know, this, th- these pretty boys, it could be a sexual relationship. It could not be. But the point being that she doesn't have anyone she doesn't love anyone yeah. she just has a bunch of pretty boy hanger-ons yeah. that she calls it feels friends. very sweet bird of youth you know where like she's like this it does she's this sort of faded star and she just keeps this sort of gigolo around or keeps her pretty boys around for as these are just her friends her companions and I have a question, Rachel. Is, is this a movie? Sweet Bird of Youth, yes. That you're talking about? Yeah, okay. we've spoken about it before, so, actually. Um, well, I but, was definitely yeah. remembered and no, was, no, no, had listened no, to what fine. you had said before. So this, this, this woman has um, a gigolo that she keeps around as a companion, uh-huh. correct, in this yes. movie? Yes. Where do you apply for that job? <laughs> because I have been trying so well, hard. be Paul Newman, end of sentence. Hold on. Well, I'm right. I'm trying to write this down. Not so fast. <laughs> Gotta give me a second. Uh huh. Yeah, that's it. N E N E W M A N. Okay. That's right. So anyway, but yes. So that's so 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 that's the thing. So in my mind, sort of casually listening to the song, I I guess just because that's the way songs normally go, I always imagine this woman was a romantic interest of his. But I don't think I don't think she is, and I don't think that's ever really. It's so hard to talk about this because again, it's metaphorical. But yeah. in within well, the metaphor, I don't. I just don't think that's what this is. About. I think. Yeah. I think that she is sort of this symbolically kind of the the worst possible version of this of the sort of consumerism angle. Yeah, Go ahead, I would say a little bit, but it's almost. See, for me, it's almost she's like the siren singing the siren song and luring him in, and yeah. it's only in hindsight that he sees that her mind is Tiffany because. She's got Tiffany, she's got a Mercedes, she's got pretty boys that she calls mm. friends. You know, they're dancing around and it looks like the best of the best of times. Right. It does, but it's all superficial. A facade. Yes. It's all superficial. Yes. Well, let's and cuz here's what oh, well, I think the she's got a lot of pretty pretty 
Boys, I think it could be him realizing that he's the latest one mm. of those pretty Ooh. boys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If it was, like, Dan, what you were saying, the initial instinct, I think most people have when they hear this, is that it's a romantic interest, and maybe it's his initial instinct as well, but as he sees all these other men hanging around her, he's like, oh, I'm just one of these guys mm. that she calls friends. And it's all superficial. There is nothing beyond that. I also think, Tiffany twisted, by the way, I think that we haven't gotten to this, but they say they dance in the courtyard. They're mm -hmm. just dancing to I think we're alone now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <that's right>. Constantly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and doing the twist. Yep. Yeah. And I think also the 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 fact that they're pretty, pretty boys, right? Because yeah. they are young, good looking boys. So they are welcome into this mm -hmm. world. That is their entree into this, you know this world and then they will be sucked dry yeah and pushed out the door before long sort of like you know marky mark in in um in uh boogie nights or something mm. right i mean that's a slightly maybe darker version of this but you know he's incredibly good looking comes into this world everything's great and then slowly bit by bit it all falls apart right. as it always does and he ends up you know alone and broke and a pariah and everything yeah. else because that's sort of the trajectory that this is going to go and every uh, you know every couple of years she welcomes in a few more pretty boys into the hotel california and then off they go so i almost kind of wondering if also like in this metaphor if she's actually supposed to be like a real person or she like you know just sort of symbolizes the people who pull you into this world before dumping you once you're no longer yeah, useful like you know i said I, mean? I think, I think that it's, it's both I think it's a yeah. I think it's a the idea of like a the siren song of excess. Yeah. Where mm -hmm. it it can make you feel really good for a period of time. Um right. and you know, in the beginning, like it says, some dance to remember. Did we go did we do that part yet? No. We didn't do that, but I'm gonna say it right now, yeah, right? Go Here ahead. we go. How they dance in the courtyard, sweet summer sweat. Some dance to remember. Some dance to forget. I have an interpretation of this, but I want to hear what you guys have to say first. Go ahead. I will just say that I, not an interpretation, but I think, well, maybe an interpretation. I just love the line, some dance to remember, some dance to forget. The sweet summer mm -hmm. sweat line is um, gross. Um, yeah. And I feel like there's got to be a better rhyme, but some dance to remember and some dance to forget is such a great line. And I think that's, I think there, there is symbolism in that people, in this sense, they're dancing or, in the metaphorical Hotel California, whatever excesses they're indulging in, they could be doing it to forget everything else. Sure. And it just sort of perpetuates itself. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if that's so interpretation my... or just me yeah. rambling. Or they're at or mm -hmm. is it they're they're at different stages, right? So depending on what stage they're at, they're either this is the best night of my life, I'm just having a great time, I'm doing all these things and it's i i'm never it's never gonna get to me and then you have her <laughs> and she's like i just need to forget it all and dance away and but she's not really right. dancing she's probably doing drugs what what rachel here's my interpretation so first of all how they dance in the courtyard sweet summer sweat i agree that that's gross but i think that is at least an allusion to the fact that you know it's southern california it's always summer there and the days just sort of drift 
one into the next. I think the dancing is referring to them and all these people living their lives in a performative mm. way. Oh, that's that interesting. So, mm-hmm. so they're they're metaphorically dancing for each other. To to you know, this is before Instagram, but it, all these people would have like very popular influencer Instagrams where they're showing how great their lives are, but secretly behind the yeah. scenes they're very sad and everything's bad. So do you, so they're <laughs> dancing. Do you think they're just walking up to each other, being like, "Look what I had for dinner." <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Look, I took this. I took this photograph that I had developed at the uh, at the photo mad of my dinner from three weeks ago. Take a look. Look at it. Um, They're just yeah, handing out polaroids and being like, "You have to shake it. Shake it first. <laughs> shake it so you can see what I had for dessert. It's cake." Spoiler. I shouldn't have told you. I should just leave the picture. But yeah, I think they're um, again. I think the dan- and and in some in some cases they're dancing. Uh, they're performing to remember the good times, and other times they're they're doing it to forget about all the bad mm-hmm. stuff that's that's in their life. So, all right. So here's another big one. So I called up the captain. Please bring me my wine. He said we haven't had that spirit here since 1969. First of all, nice. Second yeah. of all, who is the captain? Because this this character has been introduced with no explanation <laughs> i think there's so, one there's it's either kangaroo or n mm, okay <laughs> i think it's I like one that. of those two i think the captain is just one of the guests there and he's like that guy who walks around with a captain's hat and he's never actually like been the captain of anything but he makes everyone call him the captain he's like that guy uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah clears it up michael there's always yeah, some guy who's like, oh, everyone just calls him the captain. What's his real name? I don't really know. He won't tell me his real name. He just He's the captain. He just sits there drinking right. his Kalitas. Well, I mean, I think that part of it, I know it's symbolism, but I, I think it's like the weight captain. Like, you know, there's a, there's a right. weight staff captain. So I think he's like, oh, garçon, please give me, please bring me my wine. Mm. Um. Also, I, for most of my life, thought that the line, we haven't had that spirit here since 1969, was the captain going, I really like your attitude. <laughs> well, it that's is. the spirit. It actually. That's yeah. the spirit. That's, I, mean, I don't it, think that's what he means. Well, I think he does, actually. You, because, well, let me explain. So, obviously, the 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 pun, if you want to call it that, is that we haven't had this spirit here. Yeah. So like a, a liquor is a spirit. We haven't had that spirit here since 1969. I did look at an interview with Don Henley where because the problem is that a wine is not a spirit. That's true. That's true. So there, I saw an interview with Don Henley, and he's like, "Yeah, I know," because they were like, "You know, wine's not a spirit." He's like, "Yeah, duh, I know." He's like, "It's it's a metaphor. It's supposed to be that he's he's saying spirit like a liquor, but also he's saying we haven't had that spirit, the spirit that you're showing that." spirit of being alive and being like not stuck in this consumer capitalist hedonistic hell. We haven't had seen yeah. that spirit since 1969. And so wine it, is the way he showed this wine I'm is the just, way Don Henley showed this. I don't know what the, again, I don't know what, I don't know what the metaphor, no. the metaphorical. I thumbs thing down about that the metaphor. <laughs> I thumbs down that metaphor. No, thank you. Now, Rachel, here's the point. Well, here's the problem, Rachel. If you have a problem with this song, 
You have to become a rock star. Write a song about how you don't like that line. Get it uh, on the radio. Don Henley hears it, and then he can respond to you. That's like the only so option from what I understand. Feels like so much work. But it'll be worth it in the end because Don Henley will know you didn't like that line. <laughs> I think there are very specific word choices here, though, because so I called mm-hmm. up the captain. Yep. He could have very easily said I called up the waiter. It fits sure. into the song. I don't know. There's just something about the captain. He called the person in charge. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't yeah. know exactly why, but he, it does give you the sense of somebody who's, I don't really know where I am. I need to speak to someone in charge. You know, it's like that type mm. of a thing. Gotcha. And right. the idea of, and I f- like we were talking before about the ghostliness of it, I think the word spirit is a very intentional choice. Oh, that's true. Agreed. And I'll, I was going to say, well, first of all, I think that, I mean, just in my mind again, everyone in this song is like older. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like the woman is like an older rich woman. And then the captain is probably like an older guy, yeah. right? Because he's went up to the ranks. And then also just the idea of like a ghost, right? Well, often like there'll be like a captain, like a ship yeah. captain, right? Or something. They always have like a thing. Mm-hmm. So like this is like sort of more of like a ghostly or, or maybe even the idea of like a, you know, a dead soldier or something like a captain that was killed. Mm-hmm. So he's just this sort of like ghostly presence is like the captain. Yeah. Right. I think all those things can combined can can sort of give you this like again sort of ghostly image in your mm-hmm. mind of like what That's happening. what I think it does. I think all of this regardless of what it means, I think the intention is to create the ambiance of a ghostly kind of spirit Ethereal, world. Yeah, that kind of yeah. thing like the mission bell. Mm-hmm. The the word spirit, the captain, the dancing in the courtyard. I'm sorry, I'm picturing the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> I mean, Wait I am, again. Is this not a Christmas song? Is this the monster? Ma- like, this is a Halloween song. Oh, you could play this one at Halloween. Um, and you, But you'd have to then get, like, on the mic and explain, like, guys, listen, let me explain why I'm playing this song. <laughs> okay, this okay? is all sort of metaphorical, so it's not really the Haunted Mansion. So but... I have, I have, okay, I have some theories. This is only going to take, I'm going to time it 10 minutes. I can do it quick. Here's okay? what you do. Everybody who's listening, if you mm-hmm. want to... If you want to add Hotel California to your Halloween party playlist, just play this episode mm-hmm. beforehand. <laughs> and it will explain yeah, everything. I think people appreciate it won't that. Slow down, yeah, it won't slow down the party at all. It won't because no, we're delightful. So I think yeah, yeah. people really yeah. appreciate hearing a podcast at their Halloween party. Or you know what? <laughs> just tell them about the podcast. Send out a link. Tell them the do the whole review thing. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. I don't know if your yeah. party guests will appreciate it, but we sure will. <laughs> I called up the captain. Please bring me my wine. He said, we had had that spirit here since 1969. I didn't want to say just one thing. Baby boomers of a certain age. They just never got over 1969. No. They just never no got way. over it. Just that one year, man. Because this is only eight years. Right. After. This is written. This is released in 1977. So it's not like they're looking back through like four decades no. or whatever. This is eight years later and they're like, man, should we just, it hasn't been the same since 69, huh? Yeah. It's like, come on guys. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was like a great year. I'm sure it <laughs> yeah. went out a lot of fun, but I think we got to yeah. let it go. 
They're you like, I mean? Don, you have shirts that are from 1969. <laughs> Relax. So, I yeah. I wish he had said... Just, but again, but also, but I... No, go ahead. I wish he said we haven't had that spirit here since 1869. Yeah. That would have definitely, that like... That would have been ghostlier. ...added to Absolutely. the ghost yeah. feeling. But again... Different kind I, of spirit, though. I was going to say, I am also sympathetic, though, because... Maybe maybe it was just such a great year that they really they really genuinely well, can't, just can't shake it. But, uh, it's it's the year twenty twenty three and they're still being like, oh man, sixty nine, it was so great, you had to be there. I mean, I also think, I mean, I think it was. I think, I think right. until the end of dawn, until the end of time, everyone will be like, man, I wish I was alive in nineteen sixty nine. Right. What about the seventies? <laughs> no, just nineteen sixty nine. But the other thing about it is there was a freedom. It was the, you know, it was the summer of love. It was free love. It was also um, a lot of drug use, free free drug use. Not the drugs weren't free. Like, guys, come on. Well, I mean, in some cases they were. Yeah, but the idea, but the idea is that in 1969, it wasn't, there there wasn't really a stigma with the young folk. There was no stigma with drug use. It was, you were just living your life. You were trying things out. You had LSD, right. you had bad acid, but that's okay, man. We're going to ride it through. And you had plenty of marijuana. Mm. I call it colleges. But, <laughs> well, I think but I, I, I think with the drugs specifically, I think there is a thing, too, where, like, it's 1969, right? Everybody's doing drugs. But the thing was, like, it hadn't turned bad yet. That's exactly what I was saying. Yes. No, I know, but I was like, there was, there, there was, there was the fun drug times, but there was no hangover yet. Yes. Once you get to the hangover, then it's like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> let's go back to when this was fun, right? But I would say, like, as, as obviously as the generation that came after this, like, re- remember my uncle who had the executive. The other thing he'd always <laughs> tell me, besides the fact of how great a car the executive was, is like, Danny boy, you should have been there. And it's like, but I wasn't. I don't know what to tell you. I wasn't even, like, <laughs> I wouldn't come along until year, many years later. Like, and there's nothing I can do about it. I missed it, okay? I'm yeah. tired of hearing about it. I'm sorry. I wasn't there. I missed it, okay? God, let me just play with my Transformers. Would you leave me alone? I don't want to hear about how you dropped the ass in Woodstock. <laughs> God. You know what I think it is? I think it's just people sitting around being like, you know what I miss? I miss Mannix and Mayberry RFD <laughs> and Marcus Welby MD and exactly. my three sons. All the top TV shows. The Mod yeah. Squad, Bewitched. I think it's just a, a mm. longing for 1969 in TV. Yeah, I sure. mean, Michael, I'm on board with you. Which, which Darren are we talking about with, with Bewitched? In 69? That's got to yeah. be secondary. Yeah, I think that's... If it's Sergeant, I'm not... I'm less interested, yeah. I mean, no offense. I love Dick Sergeant, but, you know, it just wasn't the same. I think we can all agree. Not my that. dairy. Okay. <laughs> Again, if they had social media, hashtag not my dairy. You know that would have... Hold on. You know that would have been a thing. <laughs> that would have been a huge thing. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think by 1969, we were up to second Darren and second... Oh... Tabitha? What was what was the neighbor's name? The lady across the street. Oh, did they swap yeah. her out oh, too? I, I don't even know. Was that Edith? No. Edna? Maybe. Doesn't matter. Agnes. 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 Was it Agnes? No, Agnes Moorhead. 
Gladys. Gladys. No, I don't no, know. I don't know. Gladys. We're just naming <laughs> names from 1969. <laughs> we are way off course. <laughs> Gladys. It is Gladys. Gladys Kravitz. We haven't had that spirit here since 1969, and still those voices are calling from far away. Wake you up in the middle of the night just to hear them say. So before the voices were close, and now they're calling from far away. Mm-hmm. But, but also, I thought I heard them say, welcome to the California, and now it's just to hear them say. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't think he hears it anymore. Now he knows. Yeah, because yeah, he's in it. I'm picturing now, in addition to early on where he's walking down the hallway and people just leaning out of their doors singing this to him, I'm picturing him now waking up in the middle of the night with like a thousand ghost people standing around him, like singing the chorus of the song and him being like, I, I got it. I got it. You guys, do you know any other Eagle songs? <laughs> All right, you guys, everybody desperado. Let's go. It's almost like the, the, the more he's in it, the farther away the voices sound, like they become muddled, like in the beginning, you know, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? So he's, 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 he has distance from it, and he thinks he, he, he thought he heard them say, but he could hear it right. sort of clearer, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And now he's in it he's from far away, but that's more because he's sunk into the Hotel California. Does that right, make or sense? His, or his, yes, or his ability to see what's, and, or yeah. hear what's wrong is fading. Yeah. Right? He's, become, he's becoming more like them. Than he was the person before. It's harder to it's harder yeah. to hear it now. Yeah. But he's yeah. also certain that he's hearing it. Correct. At yeah. the same time. Yeah. He knows it's yeah, there, yeah. but it's more distant. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So guys, what do we love? Little changes to the chorus. Little changes to the <laughs> chorus. Welcome to the Hotel California. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely face. They living it up. At the Hotel California, what a nice surprise. Bring your alibis. Mm. Mm. Now, I always thought it was what a nice surprise with your alibis. Just throwing that out there. I think bring your alibis is fine as well. Um, my quick analysis after having learned that it's bring your alibis. First of all, did you guys know it was bring your alibis? Yes. I did. I did. Well, I like that. Ba- Again, this goes back to the they're dancing in the courtyard for for each other. Everybody everybody's full of it, right? Bring your alibis. Everybody's lying about how good, you know, how good their stuff is, um, how great their life is going. It's all, it's all crap, but everyone's doing it to everyone else. And even though everyone else knows that they're doing it, they still do it. They can't stop themselves. Mirrors on the ceiling. They pink champagne on ice. And she said, we are all just prisoners here of our own device. In the master's chambers, they gathered for the feast. They stab it with their steely knives, but they just can't kill the beast.
So the funny thing is that this is gonna, we're going to have two more verses after mm -hmm. this, but there's no more chorus, which is a weird structure. Yeah. We only get the chorus twice. We don't get the chorus again at the end. It goes into this very long guitar yeah. solo. I don't know if that necessarily means anything, <laughs> but it is sort of interesting. So, but verse five is mirrors on the ceiling, the pink champagne on ice. And she said, we're all just prisoners here of our own device. As tour guides go, she's terrible. <laughs> what a downer. I'm your activity director and enjoy your day. By the way, we're all just prisoners here of our own device. Like, well, what am I supposed to do with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to go play you know shuffleboard now. I got to go think about that. I know I've said, I've know I said it before, but we have to remove Gladys from front of house. It's just, <laughs> she's just not working out there. <laughs> Right. Captain, we've moved her seven <laughs> times. And here's the problem. You want to fire her, but we, we, no one can leave. So she can't, we cannot <laughs> fire her. And I wish I didn't make that rule up. You know, I'll move her to housekeeping again, but we, you know what happened last time. <laughs> we did that. So yeah, uh, we're all prisoners here of our own device. So, so they're aware of what they're doing. Yeah. Right? They know full well. Which, I mean, let's be honest. That's true of all of us, right? <laughs> we know. We know that we should, all, we should all sell all our stuff and go live in a cabin in the woods, right? And live off the land. But we're just not going to do it, guys. It's just not going to happen. Okay? So we're all prisoners of our own device. We know that. Mm -hmm. But right? you know what? Or nowadays of our own devices. Am I right? Am I right? That's really good. That's really good, Rachel. Rachel? Rachel? For real, mm -hmm. though? That's really mm -hmm. good. Topical. That is, that is, guy, that is so you good. Bet. Rachel, because think about it. We're all trapped by our devices. Oh, my God. You know so what I mean? good. I'm going to tweet that. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and that's like such a good thing. No, it, but it really is such a good thing for our audience to hear. Also, by the way, real quick, if you guys could take out your devices and leave us a five-star review, yeah. we'd really appreciate so great. it. So great. So great. We're all prisoners of them anyway, so who cares? But then, but then after you do that, throw your device in the ocean. That's right. Uh, because we're, all, we're trapped by yeah. them. You know what I mean? But oh hit God. subscribe and tell your friends who are also <laughs> trapped by their own devices. <laughs> I would go live in a cabin and live off the land, but the last season of Succession is yeah, on right that's now. That's what I'm saying. So. But you're a prisoner. I'm watch it. You're a prisoner of your own device. And by device, I mean, is it called Max now? It's just called Max, right? <laughs> it's yeah. going to be called Max. Yikes. Wouldn't we be more of a prisoner if we couldn't watch mm -hmm. TV? That's a good point. It's true. Yeah. See? Good point. I'm sold, Michael. Yeah, your mind is Amazon Prime twisted, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't get you off of there. That's actually the tagline for the new Max <laughs> streaming <laughs> service. Uh, Aren't you yeah. a prisoner if you don't have right. TV? Max, you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. You're here forever, baby. Okay. <laughs> I also like the 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 specificity of the pink champagne uh -huh. on ice. I don't know why. I, I know, but it sounds. Go, so tell me what I you think, because I don't know what I think. Here's why I think it is. M both mirrors on the ceiling and pink champagne on ice 
the idea of mirrored ceilings and champagne, it, it, it sounds very fancy. But when you think about it, mirrors on the ceiling is not. Mirrors on the ceiling is tawdry. It's not fancy. And pink champagne is not real champagne. Right. It's 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 right, a right, it's right. a knockoff. So it's that idea of everything has the facade of being glamorous, but it's not. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Like the pink champagne is like, ooh, look, we have pink champagne. It's like, well, it's mm-hmm. not real champagne. <laughs> it's not from the pink champagne region of France. Well, and I think I think there's also because she's got her mind is Tiffany twisted, right? And she's got the Mercedes Benz. But I think this Ugh. this verse also has to do with the fact that, despite all that, I mean, for lack of a better better term, she's got bad taste. Yeah. Right. Because she's also got mirrors on the ceiling, and she's got pink champagne. Right. You she can have all the the accoutrement of wealth and success, but at the end of the day, she's still kind of a tacky right lady. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is what I think what Rachel was saying about the facade Correct. of it all. And in the master's chambers, mm-hmm. you know what it's not? What's that? It is not genuine class. <laughs> Alec I know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Jer- Ten people will get that, but it's well worth it. Jeremy's iron. <laughs> <laughs> I have a ball. If perhaps you'd like to bounce it. <laughs> Okay. And in the master's chamber, they gathered for the feast. They stab it with their steely knives, but they just can't kill the beast. Things are getting. And this is why weird. I get my food medium, not medium rare. Because sometimes they undercook it. <laughs> and then it's alive. And then it's alive. They have to try to stab it. So he's at like an all inclusive resort, and he's like, I was told there was just going to be like ice sculptures and chocolate fountains and. <laughs> This is what I walk yeah. into. I don't want to kill my own meal. So I think metaphorically. Good news. You <laughs> can't. Yeah. They've gathered for the feast, but the beast is whatever's the thing inside of them. Sure. That they just can't. They can't get that monkey off the back. They stab it with their steely knives, but they just can't kill the beast. So um, this also does have a secret metaphorical illusion in it oh yeah um just as an fyi well there was a steely dance song where the protagonist is having a fight with his girlfriend and he says turn up the eagles the neighbors are listening oh that had come out right before this so this was a sly reference back to steely interesting oh that's awesome great so there you go um all right last verse here we go last thing i remember i was running for the door I had to find the passage back to the place I was before. Okay, so he was someone different when he came in here. He's now been fully corrupted by this place, and he's looking for a way to get out. Back to that, to that road with the Kalitas. Went back in 1969 when you were just smoking a J, yeah, man. Yeah, that's it. And everything was cool and fun, and not here in <laughs> 1977 where everything's a bummer. That's right. That's what he's trying to get back to. Yeah, to the place he was before, like physically where he could get out of the Hotel California, but also the place where he was before as a human being. Right. Yeah, he finally came to and came to his senses and realized, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But, relax, said the Nightman. We are programmed to receive. 
You can check out anytime you like, but you could never leave. Now. Guitar solo. So there's no last chorus, right? It ends here on the verse. Yeah. We can talk in a second about what we think this means metaphorically. But we have talked in the past about the worst last lines of a song. Nashville the Tan. No one calling on the phone except the Pope maybe in Rome. <laughs> this, <laughs> this may be, I think this has got to be up there for one of the best last oh, lines. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's right, great. Of any song. I mean, what a way to go out. You can check out any time you like, but you could never leave. Chilling. Directly what into a, a chilling guitar last line. Directly into guitar solo. Yeah. Yes. Right. But what 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 a both an evocative and chilling last yeah. line that is because what does yeah. that even mean? I know it means nothing good, well, but I'm just, I'm not entirely if, sure. Yeah, that's like but that's like when you're on like the phone with like a customer service representative and they give you some answer where you're like I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Like that's the same thing here where you're like, what do you mean I can't? I can check out, but I can't leave. What does that mean? <laughs> When you're at a hotel and you're like, you go to check out, you're just saying, hey, I'm leaving. Yeah. Right. And they're like, great. You can't. Yeah. You're not allowed. Well, it's, they you have. You can't a, leave. Yeah. But I'm well, leaving. They, they, have a, Terrific. they have a revolving door, but one side of it is just glassed in. So you just go around and then you're back in and then you're around, you're back in. Take the revolving door. Nope. It just goes all the way around. Back yep. into the lobby. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, I, I mean. I'd like a late checkout. How late? Forever. Ever, yeah. Okay. Ever. Um. I mean, well, let's let's jump back real quick just to say, all, I mean, I don't know what the hell this is supposed to mean, but we are programmed to receive. <laughs> Why is he talking like that? <laughs> no, he comes, out of nowhere, he turns into a stick song. Uh, yeah. It's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, we are programmed to receive. I, I, I guess it's just that, I mean, he's, he's basically saying that I got nothing. I tried real hard to make it I think it's sense. that they, the programmed is yeah. a little bit weird, but I think it's, they, they take people in, but they don't let people sure. out. Right. And he's dropping off or yeah. picking up. Right. It's Willy Wonka. And he's saying like, he's saying like, relax. Don't do it. Right. So I, th <laughs> <laughs> when you want to go to it, but yeah, but he, but he's like, you know, it's that sort of thing of like, Hey man, you know, be cool. Yeah. It's okay. And it's like, but it, but again, it's all a facade, where like this guy, this nightman, it's it's like how do I even describe this? Like he's not human, mm -hmm. like to a certain degree. Like he's we're programmed to receive. Like everything in this life is designed to be perfect for you, right? In a way that like will eventually destroy you. Yeah. <laughs> like you will face no challenges. You will not. You will not build any character. Right. You will not face any hardships. We are programmed to receive. Yeah. But you can just. Oh, you mean like we as people in general? Is that what you're saying? What I'm saying, like, if you're, if you're in this hedonistic, like, late 70s LA lifestyle, right? If you're a rock star, like, everyone around you is programmed to receive. Like, they are, they are, they are, they have set up your life so that you. You, everything is perfect for you, but at the same time, like, so, so then you never have to, it's like that Twilight Zone episode where the guy's like, I'm in heaven. I'm yeah. always winning. Wait, I'm always winning. This stinks. And it's like, you're, you're, you're not, not in, in heaven. heaven. The, the worst thing a gambler 
the worst hell a gambler can have is that he can never lose. Right. Because then there's no excitement in it. He always knows he's going yeah. to win. And it's a similar thing here where, like, because you never have to face any hardships, you never have any problems, it's like corroding your soul away because you never have to, like, do anything See, if you don't want it's to. It's interesting. And I, I think, you know, this is definitely getting into the metaphorical side of it. And because it, I, 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 I understand that it is, and we'll talk about it in the back, uh, you know, in the story behind the story that I, I know it's about excess and things like that. But, you know, when I was younger, I thought it was about truly about heaven and hell. And so it was uh-huh. like, you know, you can check out anytime you'd like, so you can go try and do something else, but you can never leave because that's it. You're, you're done already. But right. the other part of me is it's a, it feels like it's about, about addiction. And so the idea of right. we're programmed to receive that you can check out anytime you like, which means you can you can try, but you you will always if you know like if you speak to somebody who's who's a recovering alcoholic, they'll they'll say, you know, I'm not not an alcoholic, right? So it's the right. idea that there's I'm there's still drinking. going to be this yeah there's still this thing about about it that right um which is which is tough not to get serious about it but but it is but, no, it's a but true, i think that's a perfect a true thing yeah. you know um that's how that's how um you know someone in recovery would would put it somewhat often people who are recovering alcoholics will say like i will always be an alcoholic right. i just may not be drinking at this moment mm-hmm. but i i can check out i can stop drinking but i could never leave right. i can never stop being this and i, I mean and in a more in a more broad sense like you can sell everything. You can move to the woods and, you know, farm off the land or whatever. But you you can't ever get rid of that broken part of you mm-hmm. that caused you to be in that lifestyle in the first place, right? right. You can never leave. You can never really escape it. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to also if you if you're going to go with the consumer consumerism materialism route, it's you you can you can try and do away with it, but you still have to deal with society. You're not going to right. not have to deal with this. Right. That's the other thing, too, that it's it's sort of saying, like, if you want to look at it as like a critique on capitalism or whatever, like, that's the problem with capitalism is that, yeah, you can you, you can say, like, I'm out, but you can't really leave. Right. You're you're still here. Yeah. Like, you still have to participate in the system to a certain yeah. degree, um, even if you don't want to. So that's the other part of it, too. Yeah. That, like, you can check out. Right, but you can never leave. You can never actually like get out of this system. Um, there's there's actually no way yeah. out. Which can I ask? Can I ask a question? This is a comedy show, right? Did I <laughs> sometimes? Um, I do. Can I say something else? Remember when Rachel said we're a prisoner of our own devices? Oh my god, that was <laughs> you guys. Let's remember. If you tweet it, then we don't have to remember it. Remember at the beginning when we did the funny run about these last two lines? Let's go back to that. <laughs> well, then he said, yeah, and then you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. And then it's just a very, very long guitar solo, which again, I think in almost every other case would be bad. But in this case, it's it's awesome and it totally works and it makes sense. And it's in some ways that two minute guitar solo is like a mic drop. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're just like, we don't have anything else to say. Remember that last line? Remember how awesome that is? We're done. We're just going to play <laughs> guitars for a little while. 
Yeah, they're just saying like, hey, this song is epic, yeah. so here's a guitar solo. I think that last line, Dan, similar to what you were saying, I think with the consumerism, with, with everything, I think the with the characters that we're meeting in the song, like the superficiality mm-hmm. of the people around them, of like everything they're doing, I think I think there's that message as well. Like everything that you're and I think this might have been what you were saying. Um, like everything that you can add that you think is going to make everything mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. isn't necessarily going to make everything right. better. Right. You have to to figure out what's <laughs> what needs to be made better, and everything else is superficial. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Well, that's, and that's another part of the consumerism thing. It was like just this one thing will fix all your problems. This right. will finally solve yep. it, and then it and then it doesn't, and then you buy the the next one thing that'll fix all of your problems etc and so you can never you can never leave you can never get out of it Um, until you get that mercedes-benz that'll fix everything then you've then you're set (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. so i think the thing with the guitar solo (laughs) should we talk about that for a second let's do it like you were saying it's interesting that 10 minutes before the guitar solo is the last time we hear the chorus. And I think my interpretation of that is that the chorus was there to kind of welcome our main character to the hotel. And by the end of the song, he's so embedded in it. He doesn't need that kind Mm. of welcome. It's not the chorus is, is there to tell him about this place and by the end of the song oh he knows this place right and it's like pulling him deeper and deeper down so now he's at the point where he can't get any lower he's just trying to yeah claw his way out so yeah yeah i mean in some ways like it would be like kind of the more rote thing would be like well let's just do the chorus one more time at the end but in some ways it shows restraint and like you know creativity and intelligence that they don't do that that they don't just end it with yeah. the chorus yeah. because that's the way that's the way songs go. They they don't do that. So yeah. Mm. It's great. Mm-hmm. All right, anything else on this song? Nope. Let's This is an amazing song. Let's talk <laughs> expanded universe. What do we got? Expanded universe. Well, I think definitely everybody who was at the garden party stays at the Hotel California mm-hmm. overnight. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. This woman who's got a lot of pretty, pretty boys that she calls friends. Uh, could this be an older Lola from the Copacabana? Oh. It could be. M- Michael has someone else. Well, I think it's uh, Sheila E.'s good friend. Mm-hmm. The lady who lives a glamorous life oh, yeah. and has a big brown Mercedes sedan. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe this is because that's the 80s. So maybe she's she turned in the Benz for the for the sedan, maybe. Yeah. In a few years. <laughs> yeah. By the 80s, she was like, I just need something more sensible. Right. right. Um, could could also this woman, could she be Charlene? Oh. oh. She's never been I like to that. her. She, yeah, because she had been everywhere, including the Hotel California, but she's never been. Yeah. She's never been to me. Interesting. So think about that. Could this same lore that's leading Don Headley to the Hotel California, 
Could it be the same one that led those parents, I guess, in the way? Remember they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They left in the middle of the yeah. night. Could they have gone down Maybe. the same dark road as Don Henley? Uh, I'll buy it. It's always summer. They never get cold. That's true. Never get hungry. They never get old and gray. That's true. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think the spirit he was looking for might have been. It might have been Love Potion number 10 because <laughs> yeah. uh, Love Potion number nine. It makes sense. Love Potion number 10 they haven't had since 1969, but uh, Love Potion number nine is uh, if you've been that way since 1956. That's true. <laughs> the dark road that he's going down, is this Carberhead Road? Mm, I mean, there's definitely, oh, yeah. uh, you know, at least one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. I- Okay, is it possible that um, that this is where uh, American Girl goes to? Tom Petty's American mm, Girl? Yes. You know? She's yeah, raised yeah, on yeah. promises, and she sort of could go down this route. Yeah, she, yeah. Because she, she was raised on promises. Yeah. She ended up She ended up here. Yeah. Well, also, um, what's your name from that song, Lullaby? Um, oh, totally. Yes, I was just thinking lullaby. <laughs> totally. I don't know. I don't know exactly how, but she's related here because you know she knew Sonny and Cher yeah. and Dennis Hopper, yeah, and people like well, that. So I'll tell you. I think a lot of the parties look a lot like the parties that were, yeah, that were happening mm-hmm. in Lullaby. I think definitely. Exactly. I think definitely his mama told him not to come. Mmm, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> if the lady's like pouring him pink champagne, he's like, "I would just love a cup of tea." <laughs> the the woman, she has a lot of pretty boys. And they like to dance, right? They they dance mm-hmm. they dance for her. They dance for each other. So she she doesn't join the pretty the pretty boys, but in reality, all she wants to do is dance. Hey, there we go. Took a little while to get there, nice. but I think it was there worth you go. it. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> yeah, totally you gotta nice. reel it into the you know you gotta <laughs> loop it back to the Don Henley. Um, anybody else? Well, I'll say two yeah. things. First of all, um, her mind was Tiffany twisted, which means she liked the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's, I believe. Of course. Um, and, and she remembered <laughs> Of course. It. She totally remembered the song Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, and then when the... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she says to him, like, have you seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah. And, and he's like, I, I think I remember the film. <laughs> and, and she was like, you think? <laughs> How are you not Tiffany twisted right. by that movie? <laughs> That's what true fans call each other. Yep. Tiffany twisted. Yeah. <laughs> about breakfast, the, the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's. So when the night man said he could check out but never leave, you know what Don Headley probably said? What? Rude. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Oh, man. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, uh, all right, let's leave it there. Because I don't think it's going to be. Want to talk about mic drops? <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break. And we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. 
Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. All right, we're back. It's time for a story behind the story. How did this story come to be? Well, mm. I'm going to tell you. Please do. Right now. Now, obvious caveat. First of all, we already covered the Eagles when we did Lying Eyes. We talked about a lot of their history. So don't want to repeat ourselves. Go back and listen to some old episodes. Well, that's, that's right. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you really want to know, go back and listen to the Lying Eyes episode, uh, which I believe is the only source of history about the Eagles. So yeah. if you're it. interested, yeah. you're that's the place where you're going to want to go. Yeah. There is uh, literally no other source. That's right. Give yourself a nice little double feature. That episode <laughs> is actually the source of the source material that they use to make the history of the Eagles five hour mm -hmm. documentary. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's based on our episode. And, and gentle listener, we did not see a dime. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously going to focus mainly on this song. And to start, I will tell you that Hotel California was released as a single on February 22nd, 1977. And it was featured on the album. Anyone want to guess? That's right. Hotel California. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Motel California. Wyoming. Nope. Oh. No, no, no. The album was called <laughs> Hotel California. The song was called Hotel California. That is going I'm to pretty continue. sure it was also on the Eagles Greatest Hits. Well, that is true. Mm, yeah. Um, what I was going to say was that will continue to be confusing as I have to talk about both the album and the song and have to keep specifying which one is which <laughs> because they have the same. You'll know the album by its cover, which has a picture of a hotel and a palm tree. Mm -hmm. It does. Indicating yeah, that that's... the hotel is, in fact, in California. Yeah. That's the Beverly Hills Hotel. Is it? That has, yeah, it has a very famous oh. that, that green sign that's yep. like a shield. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was the second single from the album. Uh, the first one was New Kid in Town. Oh, that's a great song, too. Hotel California reached number one on the U.S. High 100 the week of May 1st, 1977. Before the recording of this album, original guitarist Bernie Leadon left the band. Oof. Uh, Leadon was responsible for the more country rock sound that the band had. And after his departure, the Eagles moved away towards a more straightforward arena rock sound. Leiden was replaced in the band by Joe Walsh. It's interesting how uh, a change in lineup can really shift the sound of a band. Yeah, well, especially because I, I think, unlike some bands, everyone was a contributor mm -hmm. in this band. So changing one member uh, kind of 
you know, mix up the gumbo, so right, to speak. Right. Because sometimes it's like one guy is like in charge, you know, and then you yeah. can kind of change people out willy nilly. It doesn't really affect that yeah. much, but because it's one person's vision. But I'm thinking like, you know, I'm thinking Genesis. I'm thinking mm. Chicago. Mm. You know, those guys yeah. really switched it up depending on, you know, <laughs> when uh, who was, you know, who was in the band. Absolutely. Yeah. I Chicago. Yeah. I mean, we don't have time to talk no, about Chicago, no. but. But man, <laughs> I, what I a was, shift. I know. Well, I've always just been in, in Chicago. Like, the, uh. Because the Doobie Brothers did that too. They like completely mm-hmm. changed like the sound of the band, and it just felt with those things that were just like I don't know, whatever. You tell me to play it, but well, sure. Like a new guy comes in, he's like, "This is what we're doing now," and it felt like everyone else was like, "Yeah, sure, but I don't know, whatever." Do I get to play this horn? Great. <laughs> when they did the Chicago lineup change and their sound completely changed, you know what they said? Mm-hmm. Baby, what a big surprise! Mm, there you go. By at this time, uh, the Eagles consisted of Don Henley, Glenn Fry, Joe Walsh, Don Felder, and Randy Meisner. The song was credited to Don Felder, Don Henley, and Glenn Fry. Uh, Joe Walsh created the dual guitar arpeggio that makes up the back half of the song, but not did not receive songwriting credit. Sorry, Joe, you just uh, you did a lot of hard work and you got nothing for it. So. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Hotel California started as an instrumental demo by Don Felder. Uh, when starting a new album, Felder would make roughly 15 or so demos uh, that he would pass to Henley and Fry, who would then select the ones they were most interested in and would continue to work on. Oh, that's cool. In 2008, Felder described the writing of the lyrics. Don Henley and Glenn wrote most of the words. All of us kind of drove into L.A. at night. Nobody was from California, and if you drove into L.A. at night, you could see this glow on the horizon of lights and the images that start running through your head of Hollywood and all the dreams that you have. And so it was kind of about that, what we started writing the song about. Sure. I mean, there is this sort of, I don't know if it was prevalent at the time or just for the Eagles, but they do talk about L.A. like it's this like mystical, you know, land of Oz city or something. And it's like. I mean, I've been, I've been there. I flew into LAX. <laughs> like, it's a city. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to right, tell you, man. Right. Yeah, it's like the land where trees are made of. But, you know, I don't know. Also, they have, like, a Kroger's or whatever. So right, it's like yeah. Not... There's also, like, you know, a big bed People live beyond. There. You know, like, People live yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you, you don't, like, turn a big lever and, like, you know, some magic door opens or whatever. It's like, it's just a place. You no. guys are a little. That's San Diego. <laughs> right. I think it does have that kind of air of dreams and magic, and this is where you go to make your dreams come true. New York City has that. But Absolutely. I think both of those places have it in almost a nostalgic way, like of the 20s, 30s, 40s kind of movies, Hollywood, Broadway, that kind of thing. Right. You know, and, and if you've ever been stuck in midtown traffic, yeah. Well, right. yeah, I think it's I th- it's it's not magic. Well, I think it's similar. I th- and I think it's interesting that this quote says you can just see this glow on the horizon of lights and it's similar in New York and I say this as a pretty much lifelong New Yorker. Um from afar, both of them seem mystical. Mm-hmm. And as if they are 
full of this is gonna sound real usual Rachel cynical. They both feel feel so full of hope and and dreams and possibility. Right. And then when you're in the heart of it and you're in the reality of it, it really shifts. And it or it can really shift. Well, that's sort that's kind of sort of what I mean, where they're like, oh, we saw LA as like this mystical place yeah. where you could find your dreams and there's a part of me that's like i don't know if you guys are aware of this but you're in a band called the eagles and (laughs) they were very popular so you (laughs) you kind of you're not like outsiders like being like oh if only i could live in this magical place called la and find my hollywood dreams like you guys already did it and actually you did it like a couple years ago so i don't know why you're (laughs) yeah i think maybe they were writing it from the perspective of a younger them like coming to Hollywood for the first time I'm just saying it's a funny yeah three bucks two bags one me (laughs) right again I'm just saying like it I I mean you're absolutely correct but it's an interesting it's an interesting perspective to have uh, you know again it would be like me being like oh if only I could imagine the wonders of New York City while I'm like on the end train going to work for like <laughs> the 3,000th time, yeah. you know? It's like at some point, the sort of the majesty kind of wears off a little Absolutely. bit when, yeah. you know. Oh, this is the, a magical city of dreams. Oh, are there train delays again? Great. Terrific. Yeah, exactly. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think it is also interesting down to your point that to see it from, they're writing about it from the perspective of themselves before fame from when they were famous so they're kind of seeing it both ways where it's it's this place where they they want to get to to be rich and famous and then they also can see the dark side of it as well yeah Mm -hmm. almost warning their younger selves of like hey (laughs) once you get there this is what it is Mm. right it's a giant hotel well yes that's true and also again i they're just like hey by the way uh warning to younger self there are like power hungry like narcissistic people who live in this city one of them will be you because (laughs) again the eagles famously (laughs) uh not not let's just say this not minimalists yeah yeah in an interview with cameron crow fry said that he and henley wanted the song to quote open like an episode of the twilight zone uh, Fry continued, we decided to create something strange just to see if we could do it. About the beginning or about the song as a, as a whole? Just about the song itself. Okay. Well, the intro does have a pretty ominous tone to it. Mm-hmm. And a voiceover well, yeah. from Rod Serling. Yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. definitely. I always felt like that was a bit on the nose, was, but a little yeah. bit. I know. What do I know? <laughs> you know? It's a number one hit. So. Yeah. Track two on that album is Send Him to the Cornfield. <laughs> What a banger. (laughs) Uh, Recording this track took three tries. Uh, The first time the band realized the song was in too high of a key for Don Henley's voice. The second time they felt the song was too fast. So finally, during a recording session at Criteria Studios in Miami, the band found a sound they were happy with after recording multiple takes. The final track was created combining those takes with 33 edits in all. Good. You know what? Good. I'm glad. It was an effort. Mm -hmm. 
It was, <laughs> and I'm happy about that. Yes, I agree with that. I will say, um, whatever you want to say about the Eagles, definitely like workaholics, man. Mm. Everything yeah. I read was them just being like, so we had toured for 11 months straight, <laughs> and then we like were in this house, and like basically Don Henley was like, no one's allowed to leave until we've written 15 songs or whatever. Like it was crazy, <laughs> and like people kept quitting because they're just like literally burnt out. Yeah. They were just like, I can't do this anymore. It was just like constant work. Like they just like, there was no chill. I'll no. just say that. It was, it was, uh, for, for a, for a band known for like sort of laid back, you know, like country <laughs> rock, they were all just like the most type A people possible. It was crazy. Well, they kept on saying they, they were in that house and people kept on quitting. And D- Don Henley would yeah. say, you could check out anytime you want, but you can never leave. And no. they'd say, I get it. Like, that's the write, lyric. Write that we down. Write on. it down. We've done this 33 times. <laughs> I mean, that, but that's like, honestly, like, again, the stuff I was reading, it was just like, so anyway, after an 18 hour recording session. And it's like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. What, eight, what, what are you talking about? You guys are rock stars. What did you like? <laughs> I don't know kind of coast how about that can you coast for like a little bit you know what do like take it easy yeah, yeah. they well, can't exactly. they like life in the fast lane right <laughs> or just like do like do like a lying eyes like sequel song or something just do something like just do like really phone it in just yeah. one one time just like really phone it in that's oh, all they I'm should saying. they should have written a song called like your cheating heart or something like that that would have been good that would have been a, a follow-up to lion eyes yeah, you know, something like that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Somebody should do that. Hotel California won the 1977 Grammy Award for Record of the Year, which confusingly is for a song. Mm-hmm. Um, so not not album of the year. So it's not the Hotel California album. It's the Hotel California song, which won the Grammy for Record of the Year, which is not for a record. It's for a song. But it's also um, not song of the year because Record of the Year is for the specific recording of the song. There you go. Record of the year, I think, technically can be an album. Not what I read. Really? I think it can. I think it can be any like recorded thing. Song of the year is a songwriter's award. Album of the year is specific to album. Record of Mm -hmm. the year, I think, or it it can't be an album. I think it could be like an album track. Right. Like it doesn't have to be a single, but it has to be an individual song. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the point is, is how clear and obvious this is and how intuitive and we don't need <laughs> yeah. to worry about trying to explain <laughs> That's it. right. All these categories. Um, the Grammys so Hotel, really nailed it. So Hotel California won the 1977 Grammy Award Record of the Year, which is for a song, uh, but the Eagles didn't show up to accept it. Mm. Don Henley claimed it was because the band didn't believe in contests for creativity. However... Other reports say the band's manager, Irving Azoff, told the ceremony's producers the band would not appear unless they were guaranteed to win. Eh, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Found no, it's not. No, fair. it's not fair. <laughs> That's fair. Michael. Get out of here! You were nominated. You sit there and you applaud, and they yeah, put the camera it's on an your honor face to be nominated. and you nod whether you won or not. You got to put on a tie. But they can't guarantee you're going to win because it would be that would. Defeat the whole purpose. The the point is nobody knows who's going to win. The producers are not supposed to know who's going to win. Get out of town. Only those accountants are crazy. supposed to know. <laughs> exactly. Everyone knows that. Well, either way, founding bassist Randy Meisner had left the band by then, and the Eagles are working with their new bassist, Tim- T- Timothy Schmidt, 
to get him ready to tour, and the band watched the show on TV in between rehearsals. <laughs> There you go. What a magical moment. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, so uh, at the... Joan Crawford winning for Mildred Pierce. That's right. They, uh, were, so at... they were in bed in their pajamas. Yep. Mm. Surrounded by cameras. Silk, in a big silk night nightgown. <laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah, no, no. I, I had semi research. All five members of the band <laughs> were in silk <laughs> night. Silk robes, watching in a single bed. Yeah, yep. no, uh, it all checks out. <laughs> yeah, like the uh, checks out. Willy Wonka grandparents. Yeah, like the grandparents of Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't say. And they go out and greet and then, their fans afterwards. And then after that, they all rolled over and one fell out. <laughs> <laughs> Four eagles in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and the little, and the little one, one said. said <laughs> Oh, man. And then Don Henley said, I'm all alone. <laughs> he was the little one all along, folks. He was the little one all along. And that's how he started his solo career. <laughs> so at those Grammys, the Eagles won uh, for Hotel California for Record of the Year and for New Kid in Town for Best Arrangement for Voices. Wow. There you go. Uh, they're also nominated... For Hotel California, Best Vocal Performance by a Group. The album was nominated for Album of the Year, and Bill Shimchik was nominated for Producer of the Year for the album. Whoa. But they didn't win any of those. They just won the first two. Uh, the label initially resisted releasing the Hotel California song as a single. Of course. But unlike, but unlike the usual causes of this, they actually had something of a logical reason, mm -hmm. at least. Since the song is six and a half minutes long, yeah. It's almost twice as long as what was then considered a good length for a radio single. Got it. Even Don Felder wasn't sure about it. Quote, which is, he said later, I've never been so delighted to have been so wrong in my life. So, so, but did you see anything? Like, did the band fight to, to release it? Or was it just a, a conversation? Well, I mean, Don Henley was like, our second single was Hotel California. And then the label was like, um... Don, it's six and a half minutes. You can't do that. And he was like, no, we're doing it. And they were like, mm, I don't know about that. And then he was like, look, I'm Don Henley. I have, we, we made a whole <laughs> bunch of, just do it. And they were like, all right, fine. Okay. And I guess they were like, okay, fine. I guess we'll do it. Just do it to prove him wrong. And then I'll shut up about it. And then it was the number one hit. And they were like, well, nah, I don't know. Now he's out of control. <laughs> now, now we've created a monster. Because <laughs> I will never be able to tell him no. So, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I mean, again, I, I, I don't think they were so much like, you can't do this, but they were just like, dude, it's six and a half minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. It who's going to play sense. this song? Get out of here. Yeah. Can't you guys like cut this down or something? Um, What's well, the Bohemian Rhapsody thing? Yeah. Yeah. Six exactly. minutes, can't play it on the radio, got to cut it down. And they didn't. Mm -hmm. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don Henley took that as a challenge, and he was like, I shall make New York Minute seven minutes long. <laughs> mm. Yep. Exactly. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> so when the Eagles got back together in 1994, they recorded. They got a back live together. They did, did hell freeze over? It did. Mm, it's interesting you say that, because um, when they got back together in 1994, they recorded a live acoustic version of the Hotel California, uh, of Hotel California for an MTV special that was included in the album. Hell freezes over. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I knew that, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job. <Adam. laughs> Good 
imagine we doubted you and we're like, Michael, <laughs> how did you stumble onto that? <laughs> the album hit number one. The Hell Freezes Over. The Hell Freezes Over album hit number one on the US High 100. And the new version of Hotel California was nominated for, get ready for it, Best Rock Performance by a Duo or a Group with Vocal. Oh, wow. For the Grammys. Real specific. First of all, can I say something real quick? Grammys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There aren't so <laughs> many non-vocal rock songs that we have to right. make it so specific. Right. right. Or there's not like, yeah, it definitely feels a thing where it's like, but it's, it's not by a single person. Right. It's by a duo or a group and they have to be singing. So if it's like, if it's a single <laughs> okay. person, but they're singing, this doesn't count. If it's a single person and they're not singing, this doesn't count. If it's by a duo or a group, but they're not singing, it doesn't count. It's only if you're, there's more than one person and also there's a vocal involved. It's crazy. Then it counts for this. What if it's three people? Well, that's a group, but it's technically a trio. So does that not count? <laughs> but here's what I like about the Grammys. Nice, clean, obvious, clear. Oh, uh, perfection. Distinctions of all the categories. Very easy to follow. Everything's fine. No confusion. And that's what I like about it. You know what would have been um, awesome is mm -hmm. if Hotel California, the regular album version with vocal, was yep. not nominated for a Grammy, but the B-side Hotel California, open parentheses, instrumental, close parentheses, was nominated for record of the year oh, by a duo sure. or group without vocal. Without yeah. vocal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that what would be awesome. Like, <laughs> what if it was like, best song by a duo or group for a song that used, that has vocals, but in this case doesn't? <laughs> mm -hmm. Instrumental versions only? Yeah. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> only... Best B-side instrumental version. Right. <laughs> and it goes to Salt and Pepper, let's talk about sex every year. We did it again, everybody. Every year. <laughs> uh, Best well. radio edit? What? <laughs> oh, man. We are making really specific single jokes right now. I love it. <laughs> Where was I? Okay. So, now you might say, well, why wasn't the original nominated for, again, I'll say the category, Best Rock Performance by a Duo Group with Vocal. Well, well, first of all, let me say this. Mm -hmm. It's 1994. Does anyone want to guess what song they lost to? 1994. What was the category Some again? Bon Jovi. Best Rock Performance by a Duo Group with Vocal. Is it? So obvious answer is Run Around by Blues Traveler. Very good, everybody. Um, <laughs> They've got blues so, in their name. So now you might say, well, why wasn't the original Hotel California nominated for that category? Because it didn't exist. Yeah, I was oh. going to guess that. You guys, the Grammys it, evolved. Yeah, well, it was introduced in 1980. And who was the first winner of that category? Give me the category again. <laughs> oh, Lord. Best. <laughs> Best rock performance by a duo or a group with vocal. In 1980. Introduced in 1980, and the winner was? Endless Love, Diana That's Ross, right. and Lionel Richie. That's like Run Around by Blues Travel. No. Um, <laughs> no, the winner was the Eagles for Heartache Tonight. Oh, okay. So they introduced that category. They introduced it. Yep. That's nice. And then Blues Travel stole it from them. Yeah. Um, How dare they? The phrase Hotel California has become shorthand 
uh, for describing a situation in which a person or thing may be stuck in sort of like a weird situation thing. As an example, during a Senate hearing in 2017, American businessman William Browder said, there's no such thing as being a former intelligence officer in Russia. It's like the Hotel California. You can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think a lot of people use it, but it's good to well, have. Well, but I'm just saying. And I'm that one, saying. that one felt like a little bit of a stretch. Well, I guess what he's saying is, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know the situation fully, but what he's saying is, if you're an intelligence officer in Russia, you don't just like retire. Right. And then Russia's like, oh, great. We'll leave you alone. <laughs> Because you're now retired. Right. Like, once you're in the game, you're in it forever until you die. Like, you can, you can check out. You can say, I've retired or whatever, or I'm leaving the agency, but you never actually get to leave. Yeah, like, you're like always part of it. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, the mafia would also uh, apply. I think uh, more often than saying Hotel California, they say, just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Mm, that's true. Mm. I feel like that's more. Then they sing Hotel California. Mm. Yeah, but just it's the, a whole thing. But just the guitar solo at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even oh, do yeah, that. They just do air no, guitar for like eight no, minutes. I <laughs> no, I got, I got it. No, 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 I, got, I know. I understand. I understand. Yeah. No, you're sounding a. Sounds like you're in a tough spot, man. I don't. I gotta go. Ah, this has been great. No, wait, wait. This is the best part. But. This is the best part about my story of being stuck. <laughs> the Hotel California album mm -hmm. uh, was number 37 on the Rolling Stone list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. Okay, okay. And I got one last thing for you. Mm -hmm. All seven past and present members of the Eagles performed Hotel California in 1998 when they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's nice. nice. But didn't they get some didn't they get some crap for that? Why do I remember some sort of drama with the Hall of Fame stuff? I don't know. I, I mean, mean there's, there's always drama with the Hall of Fame. And it's probably well, just, there's also always drama with the Eagles. Yeah, I'm sure they yeah. tried to like cut someone out or something yeah. because that's what they always do. Yeah. It's probably um, and it probably goes back to that hell freezes over thing where, you know, it was always a thing where they just said they would never get together until hell froze over and then they got back together. So they were right. sometimes looked at like a, like sort of like they sold out. So well, I didn't, stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't write this down, but originally the original credit was mm. like Don Felder for the song was listed as Don Felder, Don Henley, Glenn Fry. Mm -hmm. And then the 1994 version it was Don Henley, Glenn Fry, and Don Felder. Mm. They like changed it, and because he was third, he then got less money. Gotcha for that one. Oh, and he was all mad about that, and then he was just like, "But it's the same song. How could right. you like right. change? Pretend like it's different now. Yeah. It's literally the same <laughs> yeah. song. What are you talking about?" And so he sued them for like rights or whatever, and then they fired him over it, and then he sued because he got fired. Jeez. For suing them, it's, it was a whole thing. Those so guys. It was, but it was like, I mean, they're just like, you know, they're just like, they love the drama, basically yeah. is what I'm saying, you know? 
They're 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 Bravo. Was that Bravo? Who liked drama? I forget. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Who loved drama? Was that like TBS? Drama. Yes, it's probably Bravo. TNT. I think it was oh, TNT. T- I think it's TNT <laughs> nope, said we right. love drama. <laughs> USA USA characters welcome. <laughs> TNT. We love drama. Bravo. We used to show operas. Yep. Yeah, exactly. there, that was there. Are royalties typically dependent on like billing order? I mean, apparently in this case, okay, it was. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I guess somehow they were trying to, you know, skirt the system or mm. find some loophole or something. But I don't know. Well, uh, that's what we got. That's what I got for you. Mm. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back. We'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with lessons learned. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, (laughs) oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. we're back it's time for lessons learned what lessons did we learn from this song uh michael let's start with you what lessons you learned from hotel california i learned if you're stopping at a hotel specifically Mm. the hotel california and you could tell that everything there is just filled with despair don't Mm -hmm. go because they're going to try and lure you with like all the extras sure and i'm going to tell you right now a continental breakfast sounds fancy it is toast and coffee do not be fooled right it's a crummy muffin yeah you're gonna get toast you're gonna get coffee and you're gonna get despair so you do not want to go there do not be fooled by the extras no amount of free wi-fi is worth the amount of despair that you're going to experience there it's a good call i don't think we have not talked enough about what a marketing coup the word continental is (laughs) um (laughs) because it sounds fancy yeah right yeah but also means nothing. Yeah. What it what does that mean? A breakfast that's on a continent? Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that's all of the breakfasts. So, yeah. so I guess it's not at sea. 
Thanks, uh, Motel 6. Got it. <laughs> Real helpful. It is, it is toast that feels like you're walking on land. It's, it's, it's yeah. toast that tastes <laughs> exactly. like you're eating stones. It's dry yeah. boxes, tiny boxes of cereal. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it, it's, it, yeah, exactly. It tastes like uh, runny powdered eggs that's being, <laughs> that's being eaten on a particularly large landmass. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the, that's the if main If you're difference. lucky. So, yeah, you've yeah, gotten exactly. eggs if at a continental lucky, breakfast. you get fr- freeze dried eggs. I mean, you, well, I was, yeah, you yeah. must have gotten the deluxe. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I go all out. Yeah, I definitely get that, that disc of eggs, which is exactly <laughs> the way eggs is meant to be served. <laughs> Is that a tray of hard-boiled eggs and lukewarm yes. water? Yes, that's right. Yeah, the continental breakfast is tiny boxes of frosted flakes, dry white toast, and a thing of hard-boiled eggs. Exactly. <laughs> and and juice drink that comes in <laughs> cranberry, say, apple, and orange. And as I'm eating all this, let me just say, I am definitely not on an island. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you happen to meet a woman who is Tiffany Twisted, mm-hmm. okay, that probably sounds like a bad thing. However, maybe hang out because apparently she's friends with everybody. It's just nice to have friends. That's, That's all true. Say. It's just nice to have friends. And they're pretty boys. Look, That's what I'm saying. They take good photos. Exactly. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. It's, probably, it's, it's just fun. You just hang out with the boys. You know yeah. what I mean? Who are going to hang out with the boys? I bet they're going to play touch football. He makes it sound like it's so bad. Yeah, all these pretty boys she calls friends. That's great. Who doesn't like friends? It's fun. Get some friends. You can never Don, have too on, many. Don. Come on, Don. Don, get some friends. That's you got to have friends. friends. You got to have friends. friends. That's what friends are for. That feeling's oh so saying. strong. Friends yeah, will be exactly. friends. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being a friend. Russ Keller. Um, Rachel, <laughs> what'd you learn from this song? Don, no one told you life was going to be this way. <laughs> you burn your continental breakfast. <laughs> uh, here's, here's what I learned. Mm-hmm. You know, you go on kayak.com, you go on Travelocity, you go on hotel.com, and you Wait, think I'm going to get- stop you right there. Are they sponsors? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, they are actually. Uh, no, we've, we, yeah, all three of them. Sponsors. They are now because nice. we said it. But you go we on. Are, we're bazillionaires. Yeah, you go on one of these. <laughs> Otherwise, we're bleeping all that out, Rachel. You go on one of these websites. Sure. And you think you're getting a deal. Let me tell you, read the fine print because mm. there's going to be fees involved and you may be able to check out, but you may not be able to ever leave. And yeah. that's only in the fine print. They're not going to put that yeah. up front. What they're going to put up front is king size bed <laughs> for <laughs> two hundred bucks a night. Mirrors on the ceiling. Yeah. Pink champagne on ice. Yeah. Right. Not going to mention the fact that you can never, ever, literally ever. Leave. Not going to. You know what else is in that in that small small print? The fact mm-hmm. that you have to kill your own d- dinner <laughs> at the feast. <laughs> But you and know you what? Can't. You can't. That's the thing. You can't do it. Yeah. No matter They're how you say, try, you can't do you it. You know what it's going to say in big in big letters? It's going to say, mm-hmm. it's going to say dinner with the captain. Ooh, nice. Mm. And then in fine print, it says you stab it with your silly knife, but you cannot kill the beast. Yeah. <laughs> in big letters, it says the lullaby of Broadway, and then like you just sort of scroll down. It's like, what's this about stealing knives? <laughs> yeah. What's that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 
Would that the checkout? Mm-hmm. All right. Pay champagne on ice, but there's a decorking fee. <laughs> <laughs> and the decorking fee is your soul. Uh. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been the Story Song Podcast. We'll be back next episode with another great story song. Uh, if you can follow us on the socials like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, that would be great. If you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're your podcast, we would certainly appreciate it, and we will read it on the show. Like I said, we'll be back next episode with another great story song. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll talk to you guys then. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the story. Well, again, I mean, am I Tiffany twisted? No. Am I Target the dollar spot twisted? Yes, absolutely. You'll find me there (laughs) with no problem, you know? Am I five below Um, twisted? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Am I Claire's Uh, accessories twisted? You bet. And I'm going to say this, five below, I get it. It's a good thing. But to this day, I'm still mad that you don't sell parkas. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to be honest with you. I go in there every time looking for ski equipment, and every time I'm surprised.